Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. My name is Sam Tatty, and you're listening to Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Hello and welcome to Eleven, the official theatre podcast that brings the biggest stars and creatives together in one place to discuss life in the arts. Today, I'm absolutely thrilled to be welcoming a newly crowned Olivier Award-winning actor. After bagging himself the gone for lead actor in a musical for his performance in the title role of Dear Evan Hansen, he's become one of London's hottest stars. About to take on a touch of Shakespeare in the infamous Romeo and Juliet as part of a new stream theatrical show in a cast that includes stage giants including Derek Jacobi. It's safe to say it's a new challenge and a new way for audiences to connect with the star. Here in an exclusive conversation, it's time to go to the bluest room in the UK to talk embracing his inner Romeo for this latest project. Romeo Tutti. Think we can make that a thing? How winning his first Olivier Award still hasn't quite become normal, and to be honest, probably never will, and why he spends every single day dreaming about returning to the West End production of Dear Evan Hansen. It's Mr. Sam Tutti on this, the next episode of Eleven, the official theatre podcast. Just to let you know, due to the COVID-19 global pandemic, Sam and I connected digitally, so please forgive any brief moments while we wait for the internet to catch up. Enjoy. Up next on 11, let's go to the bluest room in the world. I feel like this is a colour that's going to be following him for a long time. Let's welcome Olivier Award winning Sam Tutty. Hi, Sam. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> let's sort of get the elephant in the room out of the way. Let's talk about that little casual award. I can see you getting a little bit embarrassed already, but let's talk about the little <laughs> casual award. There it is, your Olivier Award win for your performance <laughs> in Dear Evan Hansen. I mean, firstly, congratulations. It's unbelievably deserved. Thank you very um, much. Has it become slightly normal yet or do you think it probably never will? Winning it, getting it, it's, it's crazy. It's it's mental, yeah. To think that I've actually got one of these, you know, I actually know how heavy it is. You know what I mean? It's it's like weird. To know those things, to know what it feels like, it's like weird. It's weird. Uh, it's cool, though. It's cool, yeah. It's uh, it's really, it's wonderful. It really is. I hope we, get, like, when it's legal, I hope we all get to, like, do something. Do you know what I mean? Like, have some cool, like, actual party or, you know, something really cool. Just, like, get drunk with all the winners. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> And you're in some pretty extraordinary company this year as well. And we should say that the Olivier's were obviously slightly unusual this year because obviously there wasn't mm. a live audience and normally mm. it would be at the Albert Hall. But there was this amazing digital ceremony that we all got to watch and, and feel part of. And for you, I mean, it just must have been the most overwhelming moment and probably feel like it was sort of never, ever going to happen. And sort of what was it like when it did? Yeah, it was great. It really was. It was wonderful. Um, part of me, you know, I'm not going to lie to myself. Like part of me really does wish, you know, that we had that traditional, you know, I, you know, I really wanted to sit next to my, you know, my cast mates and like have that beta breath because, you know, like Lucy, Jack, Rupert, Lauren were also nominated and like just to be able to sit with them and just wait with beta breath. Like, yeah, that would have been amazing, but like, it's still so incredible that I can be a part of something. It's still amazing. They did such a great job um, putting on like such a wonderfully safe kind of performance. It was really great. It was, it was amazing. It was. Was it nice also to get the opportunity as well to sing for a, an audience, albeit a digital audience? Yeah, like it was great to be able, you know, I had a wonderful kind of like full day because I had the pleasure of accepting for the show as well, which was great. It was amazing. It was a great, it was really great. And singing as well, because it were 
because be able to sing a solo was amazing but we would have sang you'll be found so again i really wanted to like have that whole thing but like listen it was amazing it was so cool i hope we get to do something next year i hope you know i appreciate that we all be very busy but i hope something you know just a refresher happens <laughs> Definitely. And you did get to perform with some of your castmates on the BBC quite recently as well, which I know mm, is going on yes. to iPlayer. I believe it's even this weekend. So it'll be out yes. by the time people are listening to this, which is exciting because it means that we get to reintroduce ourselves back to the arts and do the thing yes. that we've all been desperate and longing to do, which is just to hear live performance. Talk to me about yeah. what it was like getting to record that for the BBC. Amazing. It was incredible. The sound of the, you know, there was an incredible orchestra, incredible choir behind us. <laughs> seeing it standing in the auditorium as well it was amazing it was beautiful it was stunning um yeah and the people were great like being able like it, it was reminding me of my harmonies as well that was fun that was really interesting um yeah but it was great it was really fun i'm really pleased that you know that that happened it was incredible yeah. when i had the pleasure of interviewing kate winslet she said that she keeps her oscar in her toilet so that people can get the opportunity to sort of stand in front of the mirror and do the pretending like they're doing their acceptance speech did you <laughs> apart from the fact that i could see where it is so i know that it's not in your toilet bit have people sort of been desperate that have come into your house and your family yeah. to sort of give it a go and pretend like yeah. it's theirs yeah people message me like you know I, i'm living back home at the moment, like childhood village. And, you know, I've got a bunch of friends who are still here. And I'll walk past the house and I'll be like, hey, I just saw your little award poking out your window still. And it's like, oh my God, it's so weird. You know, it's just really crazy. Yeah. I love the fact it's just watching us as well. I feel quite know, a lot of yeah, pressure like talking. Overseer, yeah. It's yeah. quite intimidating, but the, the best type. So we'll be on our best behavior today. <laughs> so we are here today to talk about this new project that you're working on, which is Romeo and Juliet. So mm. I guess in your own words, before we talk about the specifics of it and how exciting it is that we get to see this production, yeah. talk to me, I guess, about why you wanted to be involved. I guess, what was about this project and this challenge that sort of struck with you? Well, I loved it just that it was kind of like a... And I mean, it's in the le most legal way possible. Like it was just a rebellion against, you know, what 2020 has forced us to become. Um, with, but with all the legal parameters in, invoked, like kind of involved as well. It was great. I mean, it logistically was up or it was like, it was so complicated to do as well because the, I mean, I try and explain it all the time, but it's really hard. Like it was all in a green screen. So it was all green screen based. I met about four of the cast members four or five out of how i don't even know how many there are like but there was you know we were one time i was rehearsing uh no it was at the studio sorry and there was one of the many monitors that were there there was like a slideshow of rehearsal pictures and one of the pictures was of these this this this, this couple and i went oh who were they they're nice who are they there go sam they're your parents in the thing and i'm like oh okay Okay, could you just just checking? Yeah, like it's like yeah, I literally haven't met any of them. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea what they sound like. <laughs> it's really strange. So it's going to be a real new show for me as well. Have you ever actually, perhaps in your training or you know in, in other projects, actually worked on a piece of Shakespeare before? Because it's a mammoth task, and it must be so wonderful to get to sort of sort of do something totally different. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Yeah, I, I studied a lot of Shakespeare. Like I did A level English, and we had like a bunch of that. I did um. You know, loads in drama school as well. So I was quite familiar with it. It was quite uh, familiar ground. But yeah, it was great. And I just really, I've always wanted to do, I kind of, you know, with, with acting, I kind of wanted to do anything. But literally, I'm not like, you know, I'm a comedy actor. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'll do anything. If, if I want to do it, I'll, I'll love to do it. So the fact that I actually managed to be able to do it at Shakespeare is really, is a real privilege. I mean, I had all of like 12 days to do it or something like from the big first day of rehearsal to the last, the rat. 
like it was like a full 12 days which is just crazy it was the amount of time we had was mental yeah how long did it take for you to get back into the idea of having to learn lines because i imagine when you stop it probably takes a little while to get back into it yeah Fortunately, I've developed a technique which is called walking. Um, it's a new new thing. So uh, I, I've, I've figured that that's a lot of people have their own ways, their own kind of techniques of learning. But for me, it's like just walking. So I'll go outside and I'll literally, I think in, no, in November, I did about 70K. Like, do you know what I mean? Like just walking, just learning lines because I had to, I had to, I had to say to myself, I, I do not have enough time to learn these lines, to learn this play like right now like i'm not going to just be able to do this over the weekend so what i would have to do and i we'd have a like a rotor like a timeline kind of scheduling so rather of um what scenes we're doing on what day which is great really handy so i do on day x whatever i know i'd have scenes xyz to do so i'd learn those that evening and then do them and then i just repeat the process for the different scenes so yeah it was like really chasing my tail it was really crazy (laughs) It's exciting the fact that there's arts happening again. It feels like such a silly thing to say, but but arts is such an alien concept in terms of new work. And I think that's what's been so wonderful about lockdown. If we try and find positives in all this is that people have found new ways to be creative and you reference about it all being against a green screen. This is not necessarily a new concept, but it's an exciting new concept when you put it into the arts. And so Mm. for you, how long did it take you to get used to to performing and acting in that way? And, And I guess, did you find any part of it enjoyable? Yes, no, no, it was great. It was really fun. Um, it was really difficult, though. Like, I don't know, you know, how major productions do it. Like, like I just can't, like, be, being in a play, you kind of have the privilege of just record, like, the stage is your environment, you know, and, and, and you don't really have to pretend or anything. Like, even with Evan Hansen, like, you just, you know, you've got the cast, you've got that sofa, and that's what, that's all you had to begin with. So you don't really need anything else. You know, nothing's been taken away from you. But when it comes to green screen, it's like you have nothing, not even a scrap. Like you don't have a single thing to work off of. You just got to go, anything could be behind me. So I just like, yeah, like it's just crazy. So like it really was just working on a blank canvas, quite literally a green canvas. But um, yeah, it was crazy. It was really, but it was amazing at the same time. It was great. How are you watching yourself back? Have you had the opportunity to see any of it in great length? I've only seen the trailer. So okay. Like, yeah, and they literally told me that they told me the day after, no, day, day before it was announced that Derek Jacobi was going to be mm. like involved. Like they literally like didn't tell anyone. So it was crazy. Yeah. So I don't really know. I just can't wait for, the, for it to be out because I'll be, I mean, I'll be terrified. I'll be absolutely terrified, but <laughs> it'll be fun. I'm so glad you mentioned Derek's casting because he's such a phenomenal member of the theatre community. Crazy. I mean, like I think you you tweet like he's an icon and I literally can put it better myself like he's literally a giant of the world of acting and to be in a production alongside him you know it must be quite humbling as well as exciting unbelievable it truly is like I mean I, I mean I took I didn't know that he was going to be a part of it before so I you know it's it's nice that you know I just took it just because I wanted to do some Shakespeare and then, you know <laughs> like to, like literally at the end of the day he was, they turned around and go, oh yeah, Derek's going to be involved. And then the day after it was announced. So it's like, what? It was crazy. It was mental. I love one of the photographs that was released from the show, which was, I think it was you and your your co-colleague, um, sort of with a, like, a piece of glass between you, obviously COVID regulations and keeping you safe, which originally was quite strange, I must confess, like watching you going like, oh, okay, it's not the intimacy that you would expect from a show like this, but actually 
it still felt very, very close. And it sort of felt like there was some positives coming from this, was, which was mm. that COVID is going to be there, of course. But there mm. are ways around it. The arts can yeah. continue. Did you feel that yeah. in the rehearsal? Yeah, I mean, obviously the perspex screens were so... I mean, they were more funny than a pain. Do you know what I mean? Like, they weren't really that bad. But, like, when it came down to filming, um, we had COVID tests. So um, we actually... So Lucy... Uh, oh, I'm just going to kill me. That's Lucy's from Evan Hansen. I'm just kidding. Uh, Emily... And I get got to do the intimate scenes that you know that we could, but like during rehearsals, it was like it was perspex screens, no touching, you know. So it's like, oh my god! So all all you just kind of like risking all on the day. Do you know what I mean? I always think it looks like you should be working in a cashier and boots. I know it's not very glamorous, <laughs> but it always makes me laugh. I know it is. It feels like that as well. It feels like you're given, you know, doing some COVID testing or something. <laughs> like just so, it's, it looks so clinical. It's really bizarre. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a strange chapter in history. And I think we'll look hmm. back and go, okay, people actually made the best of it, however difficult it is. And I yeah. feel like the fact, and it's testament to people like you and this this show that it just shows things can always be possible. Yes, never hmm. the speed in which we want, of course, but it's it's exciting. And I like the fact that we yeah. have something new to look forward to. And the CGI effects and the green screen and everything, if you even um, just look at the trailer, it's really impressive. I mean, I don't know how they do it. Ooh. I mean, I think we have like one editor and he's been doing, I, I, I can't even imagine how much work he's got. It's ridiculous. It's like he's got to edit all the actors in and then edit all the different camera angles for each scene. It's just so many layers. It's so ridiculously complicated, but he's done amazing. He's called Ryan Metcalf and he is absolutely wonderful. He's great. Do you think about how COVID will impact, for example, when you go back to the West End? Like, do you think about how things might have to change? Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I think, you know, I think people will be wearing masks for, for like, you know, optional. Hopefully, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, but, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'd like to think that we're, we're going to open and, you know, a bunch of shows are going to open when they can, like when it's fully, fully safe too. But, um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Like, I, I'm, you know, obviously, I have no idea what's going to happen. And no one does, you know, even the government, you know, don't. Yeah. but like it's, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. So we'll just have to kind of wait until we're told what's safe. And then I think then we'll kind of fit into a routine or rather the industry itself, like the theatre industry itself will like kind of create their own rules. You know what I mean? Like within the boundaries of what the rules, the, the rules of the government have given us. No idea. I think it's, 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 you know, it's just, we just have to find out and wait when we, have you ever thought about what that first performance back is going to be like? I mean, I, I think it's going to, hopefully it'll be comparable to when we first opened and, you know, the lights turn on and then it's just me on a laptop and like literally what felt like five minutes of constant screaming. I was like, there is no way this is real. So I, I just, I just hope it's, it'll be like, and I think that'll be the case for everything. Like, I think that'll be the case for like waggers. Do you know what I mean? Just like going yeah. out, like going Nando's and stuff like that. We'll just, I'll just scream when the plates lands on my table. Um, which is what I love, which is, I think, which is one of the, the, you know, few silver linings, few kind of benefits that this horrendous, horrendous pandemic has thrown onto us is that it's kind of reignited a passion for things that we once took granted. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I think, that's and I'm really excited to be part of an industry that is so desperately wanted. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yep. so well, like the, the public is just screaming for, you know, entertainment, films, TV, theatre, anything, you know, like opera, literally all forms of escapism. They're just they're just clutching at anything they can get. Um, so to be so to be able to go back one day and be a part of that is going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. 
Definitely. And it's also highlighted, I think, how important and vital the arts are. I mean, everyone's sort of glued to their television and they've watched everything on Netflix. You know, I keep seeing yeah. people saying like, I've completed Netflix and it's like, it's a joke, but obviously they've watched pretty much everything that's on there. And, and we look mm. around and we watch television and music and stuff. And it's like, actually, if you didn't appreciate the arts before, surely you do now. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, a lot of people can, you know, they appreciate what they like, you know, I, you know, it might not be for everyone, but I think a lot, I think a lot of people now realise how much they depend on not necessarily just like tv but like it's just escapism isn't it it's just to have a bliss to be invested in a world that isn't theirs for you know a, a, for an amount of time that they can control you know mm. it's 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 really interesting um and i i can't wait to kind of be back <laughs> literally the first time in your life you'll be literally running into an eight show week like come at me i know I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing, let's do 10 shows. Like, come on, let's go. And then I'll burn out and crash and be in hospital. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One show that I do want to talk about that you did before um, Dear Evan Hansen was um, Once on this Island, because yeah. I love this show so much and I'm so yeah. glad that it's getting and got an audience, you know, and, and sort of was introduced to people that perhaps haven't even heard of it before. Do you remember what it was like when you were, you were doing that show and the reaction? Because it really did create a great buzz in London and it got these wonderful incredible. views. It was incredible. It was amazing. And, you know, I, there are so many times when I think, oh, it's just a low-key show, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it, it was like, literally, I wasn't, I don't think I was getting paid, you know what I mean? Like, it was all, like, so it was all just really relaxed and there was no kind of financial gain from it. But, like, but the audience treated it as if it was on the full West End, you know what I mean? And they they, and they treated it as if it was, like, you know, they paid a £1,000 for a ticket and it was great. It's great. It's just so lovely and humbling to kind of be like, God, the arts are actually really appreciated. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it was amazing. It was incredible. I mean, I remember, I remember our opening night, we had a technical failure, which might have been received quite badly, but it wasn't at all. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, everyone loved it. And, you know, people love it when that happened, you know, like <laughs> it was so funny. What did it teach you about performing in terms of fandoms, in terms of like the fact that there was this like huge audience that loved it and respected it and wanted to come not just support the piece, but you as individuals in the show, I guess, was that your first sort of introduction to that sort of fandom where people are very, very passionate about shows? And obviously yeah. I imagine that followed you through to Dear Evan Hansen. I thought I love theatre, but some people just, it's, you know, like their oxygen. I don't know. I have no idea how they're coping right now, but like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. And it was great to see, you know, people who, who just appreciate entertainment you know what i mean they just appreciate anything like you know they won't see any, they won't they won't see it because it's got you know the next you know a, a massively famous person in it and that's great go and see them anyway because that, they're famous for a reason but like you know it, it was lovely to just see you know literally an off west end tiny theater like it was great and those people were really cool and I, I really i really have a lot of respect for those people who who see kind of non-mainstream shows well fingers crossed we get the opportunity to revisit it in the future i definitely think mm. there's an, a want and a need for it there and i know that obviously yeah. there was an amazing production on broadway that got unbelievable reviews yes so fingers crossed that maybe there's a life for it somewhere in the future <laughs> yeah oh i hope so and there was loads of amazing amazing reviews for you in that little show called dear evan hansen so let me ask you a couple of questions about that Please. because it really has changed your life in so many different ways and i've read these wonderful interviews with you where you sort of said that you used to pinch yourself every day not believing that this was happening to you and it took you a long time to sort of accept the fact that the role was yours and i love the fact you were honest about being nervous about taking it on and wanting to do something for you how long did it take you to sort of settle into that role and to sort of i guess 
with one of a better phrase, except that, you know, you'd got the role. The first couple of months were like ridiculous. Like I was like, well, there's no way I get to do that again. That's, that's, that's too much. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's, you know, this is too good to be true. And then, you know, then it kind of settled in and, and I started absorbing it. And then it started, the magic never d- faded, but like it became, okay, my job. Okay. Like then, then I kind of gathered, gathered some sort of professional decorum with, if I had any, and if I will have any, I've got no idea, but I think I, I like to think I got like a speck. <laughs> um, but I think that's going to totally be recycled again. You know what I mean? I'm going to relive that moment that, you know, doing that show is just going to be absolutely mental. It's going to be crazy going back. And I think, you know, you never, you never get a, you know, experience or relive your first opening night. But as soon as we're open again, each and every performer is going to be able to. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. And it's unbelievably exciting as well for you to get to revisit that role and return to that role, I think is probably a better phrase because mm-hmm. you get to relive all those experiences. How did you, when you were first carving out the role, not just necessarily in the rehearsal process, but when you just came to the mentality of playing that role, learn to push away perhaps the album or the perceptions that people had of what Ben did and make sure it was quintessentially you? How did you bring Sam completely to that performance? I, I kind of didn't push anything away, rather. I was just kind of excited for them to see my take and my take isn't you know too different from the foundation of Evan I think I'm more physical than most I think I have a lot of kind of like moments where I'm really physicalized the character a lot of Evans are like really internal and that is just so beautiful to watch I've seen I've seen about four Evans now and each in their each of their characters is so different but still so in keeping with the, the true core of Evan's nature which is, is incredible. Like, that's just mental. I can't think of anything that kind of, you know, is similar to that. that <laughs> you can apply the same kind of knowledge, but it's it's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. It's such a fantastic show. And I love the fact that it creates a conversation as well. I think it means that people, when they leave the theatre, have something to talk about. And theatre doesn't always have to do that, of course. But I, I really enjoyed the conversations on the tube, on the way home, in the days afterwards, just about the, the subject matter, which is difficult at times, also very reflective at times, but also celebratory of hope. And I love that sort of closing scene of the show where it sort of looks to the future and the possibility of hope and, and you know, positivity and trying to build a better life. And I can yeah. imagine that in itself is something that you can put into your own life as well. It's, you know, mm. it's, it's quite empowering. Yeah, I love, I just, I mean, obviously we love the whole happy ending, you know, they live happily ever after. That's great. That's feel good. Mm. But also it's really lovely to experience a little bit of realism. I think that's what Evan is. I think that's definitely what, what the show brings is kind of, you know, things don't always work out just like real life. And that's exactly what, you know, I've experienced, you know what I mean? Like, and I, and I do bring some of my experiences to the show. And I think that, that little bit of spice <laughs> brings that kind of you know there is an empathy towards Evan and I think you've got a you a key thing with Evan is that you've got to make sure that no one hates him because yeah. he's just trying to do the right thing do you know what I mean so I think yeah it's great it's, yeah. it's really it's, it, there's a balance definitely and you bring that balance so perfectly to the role it's why you were awarded the Olivier and I think it's why people return to that show on so many different <laughs> occasions I mean the fandom for that show as much as we joke is crazy I mean they are very protective of the role and very supportive of you and I imagine when you get that fandom on side and they're there you know and they want to say hello to you and they want to take the photographs and selfies and whatever else it might be it probably just feels like a really nice way to end your day Yes, it's great. It's wonderful, you know. Um, and I love, you know, that the fans become, you know, they 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 appreciate that Evan is like a pop singer. Do you know what I mean? Like they they don't, you know, go like they they say you've got a great voice, wow, and it's great. It's wonderful. 
and it's lovely but they but they don't rely that they don't they don't sorry they don't they don't require that to talent that kind of talent you know what i mean to like to be integral to evan obviously you've got to be able to sing it but like it's the way that you deliver it it's the way that you you know and i don't think there's a wrong answer with with how you sing it or i think it's just you know as long as you just believe in how you're you know singing it <laughs> it 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 makes sense but yeah no the the the, the fan and you know and they're really great and they'll you know i'll i'll have a shit show <laughs> And you know they'll still be they'll still be so wonderful. They're like oh, you did such a great job, you know. And they're they're great. They're amazing. They really are. I was working across the road at Curtains over Christmas of 2019, oh, right. and yeah. there was like, I was like, oh my god, maybe Madonna's here. And then suddenly people started screaming. I was like, there's the star of the show. And I was like, I would like people just to scream every time I come out of a stage door. Is is that normal now? <laughs> I mean, it was for a fleeting moment. Like, yeah. Um, it was weird. It was really crazy. It was really crazy. And it's going to be crazy all over again. It's going to be really emo even more emotional, I think, than the first time. I think to have something robbed from you and then for it to be, you know, after a year plus to be given, you know, to be given back to you is it's such a different thing than never having it in the first place. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's going to be really, it's going to be different, but I think it's going to have echoes of, you know, the first time <laughs> definitely i feel like i underperformed by not screaming when you came onto the zoom chat today so i'm really sorry about that <laughs> well hey it's okay i mean i'm used to it now i'm used to receiving no applause so you're fine <laughs> <laughs> don't worry at the end i will applaud as, as we we wrap up don't worry um in oh. terms of cast albums and stuff i see lots of people always asking about the possibility of a london cast album do you know if that's ever been discussed <laughs> we've you know we've I've, i'd love to do a cast album but like we've just been always you know i've never i've never kind of pushed for it you know what i mean i think you know if there's already a cast album, I think mm. the chances of having it are probably quite slim, but I'd love to have an original. You, you've never really seen a, an original. If there's already an original cast, they kind of leave it at that. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. not like an original fan or original Broadway. Do you know what I mean? It's like that. Um, but I, I would love, I would love, I would never say no. If, if they said we're going to put one together, I'd be like, <laughs> sign me up. I'm there. Talk to me about some of the reactions from an audience perspective, because I, I did notice when I came to see the show, apart from the fact that people didn't speak or like comment or move or cough or do anything, they're very entranced in the show and listening, yeah. which I loved. Also yeah. very emotional and very sort of vocal in terms of their shock or yeah. disbelief. Do you sort of ever hear that from the stage? Yeah, all the time. You hear audible gasps, you hear like, <laughs> you, you literally hear everything. Like I've heard people talking like, oh, you, you know, this is a really sad, but you know, like you kind of went in moments of where I'm not talking, you can kind of almost mind read what the audience are thinking. And that's a really interesting kind of angle that I never really thought was a thing when I was watching a piece. Do you know what I mean? That how much the audience, the, the actors can read from the audience. It's crazy. Um, I love hearing like gasps. I love hearing all things like that. One time a man, this guy thought that, you know, the beginning of the show when the audience are coming in, there's like the um, little plinks, the plink plonks, yep. you know, like notification sounds. Some guy, I thought he was on crack. I genuinely thought he was on drugs. Um, set, screamed, can you please turn off your phones? Like that's my Geordie accent. <laughs> like that. Um, and he thought that people were just on their phones, like scrolling. It's like, what is happening? I honestly thought I was going to get shot on that show. I thought, oh my God, it's happening. It's finally happening. It was very crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Being like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's sort of quite an important part of the show. I don't know yeah. if you're watching the same same show I'm watching, but... Yeah. He was very embarrassed afterwards, I think I remember, yeah. Because he literally <laughs> just thought the intro was phone notifications. Oh, my God. <laughs>
at least he's invested, you know, at least he's sort of paying attention in some way. At the end of the day, he's defending the sanctity of theatre, isn't he? So, hey, yeah. keep going, Brave Warrior. If he goes. He's like, I've come here to see Sam Tutty cry. Can you please just shut yeah. up? No. Can you please just, yeah, exactly. So, you know, yeah. I got Is it nice to have that. a break from the tears, though? Because you do cry a lot yeah. in that show. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this poor guy's got to cry again. Yeah, no, it's great. But uh, you know what? I think I realised that I can now fake cry so easily. Like, my tear ducts have, like, six packs now. They're, they're so used to, like... <laughs> I said that, now I wouldn't be able to do it before you even ask. Um, uh, but, yeah, like, it's crazy. And it's going to be really weird going back to that. Sh- like, it's, it's going to be really strange, um, you know, doing it again. Because... It, it's different if you if you think of it as like a marathon, like the first marathon you do is never going to, you know, and then you leave it for like a year, but then you, you train for the marathon again. It's almost it's different. They're not the same. Despite having a break from it, you know that your body can do it. So I hope it's going to be easier. I hope it's going to be less damaging than it was. <laughs> when I say damaging, I mean, I just got sick really easily because my body just thought I was grieving every day do you know what i mean it was crazy yeah i suppose your body doesn't actually know the difference between real life and fantasy does it so it just thinks sam's going through a really hard part of this week well yeah year. six months like six months of just constant daily evening crying yeah crazy. you could put that on your cv though you can cry on cue although it's not really going to work that well with your parents and girlfriend they're going to be like no, is this no. real or are you yeah i just get on my own way regardless now like you know it's, it's like the boy who cried wolf but i never get any like bad stuff do you know what i mean it's just constant my way you should do that um, have you seen the prom on netflix no i haven't there's an amazing scene in that where um, meryl streep's character is trying to get a room at a hotel and they say that there's none available or there's not a certain type of room that she wants there's a standard one that obviously she isn't going to get so she just plonks i think it's her tony award on the desk and then suddenly she gets what she wants so in the next scenario where you're not getting your own way Mr. Lawrence has got to come out. Yeah, I'll just use it as a hammer or something. That's what I'll do. Rather than <laughs> using it value, I'll just use his weight. Just put it in the corner of the stage and be like, if I don't cry, yeah. I did it once. Yeah. Just like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. No <laughs> comment from you guys. Yeah, look look at that guy. I do. I love that. Um, in terms of Romeo and Juliet, just circling back to that, um, when and how can people watch that and get involved? It's all on the website at Romeo Juliet. Uh, Romeo Julia underscore 21.com. It's all, it's all there. All tickets, all tickets, all dates. Um, I'm not going to say any dates. Like, okay. do you know what I mean? Like I've, I'm scared that I'll get them wrong, but yeah, all the information you need is at www.romeojulia underscore 2021.com. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I think there's an underscore. Hey, Romeo Julia 2021.com. You'll find it. Um, all the dates, all available tickets and everything there. It's going to be great. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much. I will let you get back to your Olivier Award WhatsApp group meetup thing that you do where you just all sort of compare Olivier's, but you've it's only got one, like, so... It's about people, really. It's just <laughs> constant, like, look how worse everyone is than us now, yeah. We just, <laughs> just, just like, pump each other's god plexes up. <laughs> do you have an Olivier? Oh, you don't. Oh, that's you disappointing. Don't. Okay, so you can claim my shoes then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. this the point of the conversation where I have to clap as you leave the room? Is this the way that it goes? Please don't because then i will expect it from everyone so i beg you no um okay. i've kind of become really humble in my time uh in lockdown so yeah so yeah no more <laughs> sam this is such a pleasure thank you so much for your time thank today you. see you bye you've been listening to 11 the official theater podcast find out more about 11 at 11podcast.com or via our official social channels
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.